Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. Hi there, it's Fancy Octopus, and I have some great news today. We have found it. We have completed our quest, and we have found the next Harry Potter. Uh, I have it right here. It's in a file uh, called Buried Gems, Episode 25, Part 1. And inside the file, we have, in fact, uh, discovered the identity of the author that is writing the next Harry Potter on the Internet. Uh, an archive of our own, of all places. But, you know, I'm super excited to show this episode to you today because, you know, honestly, our quest is complete with this episode. Um, I mean, I haven't written down anything yet because, you know, it's, it's in the recording. Why would I need to write anything down? You know, it's going to be published for the masses to hear, and we're all just going to have to worry about that. So I'm just going to have to... You know what? I, I'm rambling at this point. You got to hear this episode because it is the next Harry Potter. So I'll bring you the first five out of five Harry Potters. Next big thing. We have finished our quest. Let's just do this and play. I'm pretty sure it starts pretty soon. Uh, are you guys hearing anything? Cause wait, 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 let me check something. Why isn't it playing? Uh, what the hell is going on here? Let me go into here. Let's see. Uh, wait, what? You got? I deleted it. I accidentally hit delete instead of enter there and it's gone and well i do have something else here that we can listen to uh something about poetry i believe let me ramble about poetry for a little bit it was that was a fun episode too we didn't find the next harry potter but we, we did find some great poetry so fuck thought we were done thought i could stop doing this but no lost the story if you guys know what story i'm talking about Please send it my way because I'm I'm at a loss. I'm going to have to ask uh, Seth and Proper Gent because they were there. But I don't know. I lost it. So, sorry, I guess. No five out of five today. But have some poetry. Um, yeah, uh, let's play that. What do you do when there's no podcast etiquette? You I, don't. I don't know. Like is this like the danger zone? Is this the twilight zone of like? I think this is the twilight. Podcasting? I think, I, I think we are. I think we we are brave adventurers in a world that's never really known us. I mean, we're basically pioneers of the next generation. You know, we we're brave on, on Oregon Trail in situations that you know other people are. They're just too afraid. They're to too pine. afraid. They're cowards. If you, they're, they're, if, you could, if you're if you're listening to this, you're a fucking coward. Okay. Fucking hate you, listener. You're a fucking coward. God damn. Because you're not, not even a pioneer. Not even. So, pioneers remind me of a time they before. Were... I, I mean, at this point, I'm just going to give this to you. Like, I'm just going to have all this recording together, and I'll be like, you can cut in funny bits. Yeah, that sounds good. You know, that, that works. I mean, what do people really come to listen to us 
talk about poetry. No, they come here to hear us rant. About they come here to day. watch me jack off. They do, unfortunately. They do. Uh, that's the only reason why we still stay afloat. Um, all of our, our Patreon. Patreon donations, they specifically say in the message, we're only here to watch fancy masturbate. And you know what? So. I got to give the crowd what they want. You know, I do go on. I mean, I don't Twitch. blame you, but like, why do you have to keep the webcam open for me? Because I'm not one of those donors. I don't know why well, I have to see it. We need you to verify that the, the subscribers are getting what they wanted. Right, we need sure. a quality assurance process. That's why you know you're on all of my favorite cam whore websites. You know because I am one of them cam whores, and that's I just that's fair. My tentacles grab around just everything. It really is. It's a wonderful time. Well, you sometimes I'm not gonna lie. You grab my monocle and my uh, cup of tea, and mm-hmm. I, I get very tizzled about that because you know I need both those things to continue to True. be. So what's the, is the monocle, is it just one of your eyes? So (laughs) it all all started, this is actually a great expose we can put up about the history of proper gen fancy octopus. So I actually lost my right eye in a smelting accident. You see, it happened when God saved the queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth II decreed that she needed a new uh, tiara for her puppy poodle Francis. So, uh. I had That's to go job. and create it, you know, smelting the diamonds and everything. But unfortunately, Francis somehow peed on, like, the wires because Francis was a piece of shit dog. And it caused, like, the arm to swing down when it was smelting and cut out my right eyeball by exactly one centimeter. Like, it, like, tizzled it. Ex- like, so, it's, so it's just the cornea? Yes. So oh. I use the uh, monocle to essentially zoom in and you know look into my own reflection so i use it with my i only use it just so i can magnify the mark on my right eye to remind myself how oh, disgusting so, i look cuz it's so it's just out. to freak people out correct it's just cuz you're blind in that eye yes so I'm it's just so that when instead of being like a person who like gets a glass eye or like puts an eye patch on, you're doing the opposite. You are taking your gross, disfigured, and I'm not being rude. This is uh, to the listeners. No, these this, these are, disgusting. it's I, horrifying. I, this I this is up. the doctor's terms. This is what the medical license he has with him because he does have a license and it says what the doctors say on it. Mm-hmm. That you're taking your disgusting, horrible eye that has tons and tons of seaweed. All types of things. I don't think do you do you not pick the stuff out of it as you no, go swimming. Of course not, because you know I like believe in authenticity. I'm not one of those people that tries to like fake themselves. You know, tries to you know upshow themselves for society. I think society needs to accept me with how my eye slit, you know, catches things in because yeah, we all is. catch things in in life. You know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got an eye slit. I got I got a thigh slit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, that's because the all... crazy Hispanic woman stabbed you on 8th Street, yeah. El Dorado, which, I mean, you know, I mean, that was your fault because you told her that she was. could make a mean taco. And, you know, little did you I, know I, she was Cuban instead of, you know, Mexican. So she can't actually <laughs> make tacos. <laughs> she can't make a taco. I thought she made the tacos, but apparently no. that was her son. No. Apparently See, that was in son. Cuba, they make being poor and not having food. They don't make anything. That is true. That is That is... I mean, I think that's what really got her mad. It was that, like, you know, I specifically said, 
hey, I bet you're not Cuban because this is a great taco you made. You made some mean tacos. And then she said something along the lines of, pendejo, gringo, go kill yourself, octopus. Um, I'm going to send you back to the bottom of the sea. I, she's, she's, she's switching between English. And I mean, this was this was quite... It was quite the woman, and she left quite the slit. And I and like like, mm-hmm. and I have a monocle for that too. But it's not really. It's more like I ha- all of my pants have a clear, a very clear uh box. lining. In them. Right. Yeah, they have yeah. a clear box specifically for that mark. So I mean, essentially, yeah. it's just you know your bluish tentacle right there. You it's, know? it's real gross looking. And you know, I've gotten to a lot of problems with HR because they're all like, "Well, we can also see your penis because it's right there." And I'm like, I have to live my philosophy. You know? Yeah, because you can't be a hypocrite in life. Because exactly. if there's one thing that you should keep on being in your life is who you are. So, you know, if your dangly bits in your penis are just flapping around, hitting innocent pedestrians in the face, you know what? That's who you are, and no that one should force you to change. That is who I am. Mm-hmm. That is who I am. And, you know, sometimes I feel that, you know, I, I am pressured to change through the group of peers. Well, that, that has to do with, uh, you know, the, the white stereo, the straight white males wanting to impose their will on On all the else. octopuses of the land. Mm-hmm. I am. I am one of those. But, I mean, yeah, they keep saying you can't keep flashing your coworkers, which, I mean, that is my fault. I do I do take the pants off and flash people. But uh, I'm not, I mean, I mean, That's I mean, stereotypes, what, you know? It's not worth it. It's not worth fighting with the corporate douchebags that try to tell you flashing your penis and waving it in front of people's faces is somehow wrong. I don't think. It I is. mean, I mean, I mean, what? Wh- how is that wrong? I mean, I can't think of a single way that would, that would make anybody feel uncomfortable or unwelcome or confused. I don't. I don't see. I, it's I just mean, a part of nature. It's your, just a part your of penis nature. Is nature. I see worse things on planet Earth every single day, and I show yeah, that true. to like, like the TV hundreds show, right? of kids. Yes, every yeah. Single I day. mean, and that I mean, I've seen people get mugged on that TV show. I've seen people get robbed. Mm-hmm. I've seen people lose their entire bank account through white collar crimes on that TV show. You know, ever since Planet Earth decided to do the Urban Edition, they've really gotten more uh, vulgar. Dude, I love stuff. I do love the Manhattan version of the show. It's just so much better. You know, you get to see all kinds of crazy stuff. I didn't know that uh, porch vertically challenged. Immigrants vertically challenged. Happened in Manhattan. I always thought that was going to be a uh, San Francisco I thought, thing. I, I thought it was going to be a San Francisco thing, but apparently they're still having no, actually, fights in Manhattan as of today, uh, 2019. I mean, that's pretty crazy. That is, if you ask me, that's, that's wild. That's you a know, wild thing to keep happening. I thought we've challenged them all. But apparently, apparently not. Apparently, continue to fight in hey, 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 hey. Manhattan. It's Oreos. Oh <laughs> shit! Did I do- oh. oh, we're gonna have to cut this whole thing. I was completely offensive right there. the whole thing. Uh, Vertically challenged. Uh, I apologize. Can we just edit? Like, let me. Yeah, let's just edit it in with me. Like, vertically challenged. You know? I'll, so. I'll copy cut. Seth, we cannot hear you if you're talking. So, when we think about Seth, what, what what are some words that we would use to describe Seth? How about not talking as one of them? Not not talking <laughs> is definitely one of them. I'd also say Beth. Beth is also a word. I would. It's very f- similar. I actually knew that, a woman whose middle name was Beth. Okay, there's. We got him. We got him. <laughs> 
mission accomplished. We did it, guys. High fives all around. So yeah, with that, after that uh, great conversation about just the best of uh, the best of issues, uh, we are back from the break, and we're here to. Are you guys fans of, let's say, Emily Dickens? No, I have not read anything from her. She what sounds about, like a vertically challenged. What about Bukowski? tight. Yeah, I also have not read anything from him. Well. That's perfect because our poets today are nothing like them. So I feel like we're in a good start already. Yeah, because they're probably going to be good. Could go both ways. <laughs> so uh, we're here to we're going to do a little poetry dive, uh, poetry part twos. And so uh, of a uh, proper gent was here for the last time we did uh, we did poetry dive, but Seth I was not. I don't remember any of it whatsoever. That's uh, good. Was it good? Was it bad? I don't know. I mean. I am not qual. I am qualified to talk about fan fiction. I am not qualified to talk about poetry, so I'm out of my element. So I'm going to rely on the expertise of Seth here for literally everything poetry related. I mean, I feel like no one or like a very few amount of people actually read poetry. So I feel like me just dabbling makes me about as good an expert as anybody in these days. Perfect. Yeah, we're going to start off. With an author called Black T-Shirt Fan on FictionPress.com. They updated their profile last in January of 2016. Mm-hmm. Hello, people of the internet. I am an 18-year-old trans guy who, wrote, who writes stories, poetry, songs, and many other things. I don't know how many things I will end up posting on this website, and I will try to be consistent with my posting poetry slash stories. I thank the wonderful people who have looked at my writing, and I hope I'll get more reviews and critiques as more poetry and prose is posted. So, uh, we're going to be reading, uh, the first thing we're going to read from him is, uh, a, a, a poem by the name of Slut Shame the Virgin. Uh, it was published on September 8th of 2019. Are you guys ready to Slut Shame the Virgin? Just a typical Tuesday. So, yeah. one, one question. So, like, Slut Shame the Virgin. Uh, Yes. It's not even a question, just yes. Okay, let's do it. Juggling is not a pastime I partake in, particularly when it involves juggling people. Yet here I am, my eyes flicking between three conversations, one with a girl, one with a boy younger than me, and one with a man, almost ten years my senior. I almost can't remember, can't differentiate between who lives two and a half hours away, who has a dominatrix, who lives close enough, that I can meet them in person. My best friend jokingly calls me a slut, but I am wont to indifference. Slut shame me all you want, but my panties stay exactly where they need to be, outside of her goddamn business. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it's a man. Um, it's a man, and he's a... He's a there's a man, and he's talking to a few lovers. He's got a few different... Uh, possible partners he's got he's juggling through them i mean i'll put a hundred bucks down that i know who has the dominatrix (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have a pretty good guess on who has the dominatrix well yeah it's probably okay uh so let's move on to the other thing i have the other poem i've uh that's written by black t-shirt fan called all the pretty girls okay wait 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 that was the entire poem yeah that was the entire poem that was a fucking setup like (laughs) 
I'm not gonna lie, I was teased a little bit. I'm a little frazzled now. You're a little frazzled? What, what was I supposed to learn from that? That seemed half-baked. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seemed like, you know, he was just, like, um, what you might call it? Like, he, like, had that thought that day, wrote it down, formatted it a little weird, and then called it a poem. Um, <laughs> right? Like, it definitely just seemed like he was he was on his phone texting three people, and then his friend's like, oh, you're kind of a slut. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to write a poem about this. And then he then he just, you know. Didn't? Or did wrote wrote a bit of a paragraph and then formatted it a little differently. Zero out of five, Emily Dickinson. <laughs> not not. Impressed. I don't even know who that is. So I mean, maybe it's a hundred out of five, Emily Dickinson's with that scale. Isn't she? Correct me if I'm wrong. She's the one that did Weathering Heights. Yeah, she's really famous. She's she like she's like taught in like almost every high school. Um, no, she's like the right. she was the like obsessed uh, one the one with the steps of death. I'm pretty sure. Oh, she's the one that made the uh, Michigan horror books. I think so. Yeah, she she's, made. All I know, the, like yeah, she, and the American horror. But what's that series called? American horror books. She was yeah, she's an American poet born in Amherst. But she she did like the death comes for me poem. You know, she's a, she was a, she was an old school goth. Ah, American Chillers, yeah. She started two thousand one with Michigan Mega Monsters. What, dude? Yeah, that and is then not of Emily Dickinson. Then the Florida Fog Phantoms. I think we're talking about two different. Then the New York Ninjas. They're the terrible tractors of Texas. So you guys are basing it off of the New York Ninjas. I'm basing it off the terrible tractors of Texas and the invisible iguanas of Illinois. Fair enough. What is this? Can we get these on the show? I mean, we're going to have to because I just found out about them. That's amazing. It yeah, is I don't, amazing. I'm not trying to take us. What? 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 It's written by Jonathan Rand. What? <laughs> what are you going for here? Proper shit. <laughs> You're straight up making up facts over there, man. Oh, uh, sorry. It was. Uh, I, I misunderstood. It happens a lot. See ya. You know, it it is what it is. I was just reading off the titles that I saw because I googled Dickinson, whatever the fuck her name is, and then I found myself in American Chillers. My bad. Yeah, I was about to say like uh, Emily Dickinson was not alive in two thousand one. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about. Oh, you guys are talking. Sorry, I'm so stupid. You guys are talking about the running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, exactly yeah. that. Yeah, that guy. She's pretty good. Dude, he's yeah. on my fantasy team. No, no. No, not, he's retired. He was like between 2000... Uh, 1998 and two. Wait, are you telling me I have a retired player on my goddamn fantasy team? It's not working out for you. I'm sorry. God damn. No wonder I lost last week. Well, I mean, he was with Kurt Warner winning the Super Bowl, you know? That's why I picked him. He won the Super Bowl. Actually, that was wrong too. Never mind. That that was that was Marshall Falk. Well, well, let's just move on beyond. beyond <laughs> we're just gonna have to press forward. We're gonna go to a new author this time, uh, one by the name of Ross Wolf. Uh, Ross Wolf is uh, 
He has this account to publish his creative writings. This was last updated in August. He's not a professional, so there's going to be mistakes. And I will try my best to produce good works. My favorite kinds of novels are poems and fantasy. Mystery, oh, romance, and comedy. Uh, I think I might have said that sentence wrong. <laughs> but he's going to publish both. So don't worry, he's got poems and novels. Ah, oh, man, he just released the robotic rodents for Average Rhode Island. Yeah. And so... With that, we're going to start with his poem, The Mind's Reality, which was published in August 23rd. Let's do this. Hated trials, burn witch. Old myths, watch for dragons. Lost in history's blood, a miniature fantasy, the land of demons, try hiding reality. What is a reality? With the spellbook witch... Summon more demons with flying above dragons. Realm of one's mind, fantasy. In the place where all see blood. A crimson river of blood splits the reality in which one finds fantasy. A happy old witch, a calm sleeping dragons before you find your demons. They're in your mind, demons, filled by the lust for blood, guarding you like dragons. What is reality cursing you like a witch is this fantasy why can i not control my fantasy why must you be heard demon you cursed witch with your black bud but you're not reality with your fiery breath like dragons wings spread out wide dragons a world ruled by one's fantasy brought back to reality where one silent demons with bleeding crimson blood find your nearest witch for a witch needs the blood of a demon's to make a dragon's fantasy become reality. Thoughts? It was like a dictation of the crazy guy. It's always <laughs> on the end of the street. Like at 7-Eleven? <laughs> yeah, like it's just standing out. It's like the one guy that's screaming at nothing. Yeah, that sounds about right. I definitely felt like I was <laughs> high when I was reading that. Like when I was saying that, I it it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it, yeah, at all. Very convoluted. See, I think this is the problem with poetry is that it kind of gets lost. Like poetry is really hard to write because you got to put in so much effort into making your metaphors good. And so... Like, fan fiction poetry just seems to be like, well, I didn't want to make a full story out of it, so here's, like, a little chunk here and there. Well, it's also, I think people have this idea that poetry is supposed to sound all weird and funky when it's, like, it should, it can, but it's not, it shouldn't sound funky for the purpose of sounding funky. Because, like, yeah, this thing just, like, is just, I don't, what's, I, I think he's trying to say that he's got demons in his head. <laughs> but... I assume that's what he's saying. It's the best I could get out of it. I don't know. It kind of it kind of sounded very Dungeons and Dragonsy. A little bit. You got dragons. You got demons. You got witches. Some type of blood river. Some of the yeah. There's a crimson river of blood. Uh, it splits the reality in which one finds fantasy. You know. Uh, Proverbian, how did you feel about the minds of the minds reality? I have one word I would so lovingly use to describe it. Are you ready? Yeah. Meh. Okay. Well, let's see if we can change that word to something different. Because we have another poem by Ross Wolf, And it go, it's called Love or Lust. 
Uh, are you guys ready to hear some Lover Lust? Uh, give me a couple seconds here, because I'm just imagining from the last one that this is going to be a real downhill race. Uh, okay, let's try okay. this. I'm giving let's him a second it. chance. This was published August 22nd of 2019. I was naive, mistaken by his lust, for I thought I was his treasure. Now with little skills, cycles repeat with hunger, no longer seen as a suitor. The only one I saw, a suitor, but my mind was naive. Wanting to have attraction, I hunger. Though all I found was lust. I could not tell with no skills. All I was, was a dull treasure. A dull one inflicted upon a treasure. From former love, past suitor, his charm, disarming with precise skill, ready to strike his prey, so naive, with a strong need for lust, a bottom pit of hunger. What a pain, this hunger, for I tracked down a treasure, those dulled others by lust, past loves with no other suitors, young meek thing, truly naive, time to strike with charmed skill. Ones I harbored, honed skills, for this never-ending hunger, beauty with doe eyes so naive, Make them feel treasured. Though better, may follow in a suit, or try to follow my lust, that I suffocate her with lust, with precise thing to destroy skills, for I am suitor, that I have hunger, a hidden buried treasure, a beauty naive, a hunger for treasure most naive, his lust that shows skills for a suitor. Sorry if I seem like I might have like changed my tone in the middle there for some reason this made me think of Charlie Kelly from Always Sunny in Philadelphia barely (laughs) (laughs) I can see that I mean this stuff is really hard to follow (laughs) when it's read to you it's not much easier to read it's it's very all over the place I can imagine I feel like I'd have to read it upwards of 10 times to really kind of get i get the gist but i got none of the details yeah to my knowledge it's just this naive chick was like dating a guy who's charming and the dot guy who's charming just just wants to bang her (laughs) i mean i will say that the first one set the bar so low that that one like olympically jumped over it but (laughs) all i gotta say is i felt like charlie kelly while reading that and I'm going to say that's not a great review. Um, it's just a big sheet of like <laughs> pictures. Proper gent, did you up? Did you change your meh feeling? Ugh. Okay, I think that's a that's an upgrade. I feel like. Um. So, any other thoughts on the, on Ross Wolf before we move on? Kind of sounded like he talked uh, very Yoda like there for a second. Like, it's just. It's all out. It's all out of order. Mm-hmm. Hunger for skills, I do. <laughs> so the next person we're moving on to is the name of Synthe. Uh, they joined uh, in 2017, but they updated the profile in March of this year, 2019. And um, we're gonna read their first poem, which has a review, so we get to see what other people think of it. Um, this poem is called Agree Culture, and it was published September 7th, 2019. The last supplier started prices got me good drugs. He had a mean left hook and a nicer right one. The wall kept dying, drying, faded beige over my taste buds. I just want my funds back and my promise fun. As I'm always beheaded, what's a messed up pun? I think I might fail all this just to spite them. 
What a moron like me said after losing fights to them. There's no ever, there's no use ever escaping or showing some fight to them. There's no day for us that's good as it's always night to them. I keep rhyming to escape what's under my left hem. I keep learning from mistakes that I made before them. That's a sick, sick bar. Bars, right? You could put a beat behind that and it wouldn't go too badly. Yeah, I think they would have to have good intonation because they did rhyme them with them with them with them and them. Like the last one's just all thems, but you know. <laughs> wicked, 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 wicked word. That's a, that's about as much effort goes into most modern day rap music, right? I mean, there's a couple holdouts that are really 40, trying, yeah. but the most of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd give that, I give that some fire bars, fire bars. <laughs> All right, poem. Pretty uh, good-looking uh, rap song for the future. Yeah. So there's a review on this one, and it's called uh, it's by Mercury Angel Two, and it's hi. I like your poem. I like the summary and rhyme. I enjoyed reading your poem. You made my day. Keep up the good work. So we're not alone here on the bars. I think uh, people are agreeing. This is pretty bars. I'm happy. I was imagining that the review was going to be some really deep dissection. So I'm actually really happy that it was just like, ah, oh, not bad. Good job. Fucking bars, dude. That's, all, that's essentially what the review was. Yeah. Uh, Proper Jin, do you have anything else you want to say on agree culture? Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I think that's an, another upgrade from UG. So, like, I think it goes Matt, then, oh, shit, there's a there's an ambulance at my street, and it's, okay, but it's not, it's not picking anybody up. Um, picking you up. They just bust in. They're <laughs> like, sir, we need you to come with us now. They're like, no. No! So, so we got another <laughs> poem by Synthe, and it's uh, called They Fallen Ill. Ooh, this one's a little scarier sounding than a Greek culture. Are you are you guys are you guys worried? Sounds ill. True. <laughs> yeah, I'm I so interested a... to see. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go go no, ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no I'll you suck go your ahead. dick. No, I'll suck your dick. Whoa. If you insist. I was going to, but you didn't let me. So no, I do not insist. <laughs> Son of a bitch. they've fallen ill i had a nightmare in a dream like life sounds good and so it seems at first but now these river streams wash eyes then drown them with the fleas you know the poker stands for poker face and the things you lose can't be replaced but the things i lose were just misplaced and i mean it too you don't need space i've never lost once and i never will I make stars scream when I shine thy kill. They can't be alive if they're staying still. Metaphorically, they've fallen ill. I see the stars, they're doing well. While you, on my land, are digging wells. Don't stop, don't hear what the fortune tells. Stay there, stay safe, dig down to hell. Boom. Shit. Damn. Honestly, yeah, it's not bad. I gotta like it. I don't know if it's got credence as like a poetic work. Like you probably get laughed out of New York, but I'm I'm serious. Rap career, is rap career good. is looking good for uh, <laughs> for Synthé. It definitely reminds me of Fifty Shades of Grey, personally. And hey, that's only positives from my end. 
Yeah, I yeah mean, you're going to have to explain that from start to finish. Yeah. Well, I mean, hear me out, right? I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey is fire, and that was fire. Oh, no, you don't. You're not slipping out like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not letting you sidestep it, man. You gotta explain this. So, you see, the human condition is very real with both of them, because both of them would have to deal with the eventuality that, you know what, bitches get stitches, and, you know, hoes be hoes. And I think both Fifty Shades of Grey and this piece of divine poetry right here both encapsulate the human condition really well. I was intrigued to think that you read Fifty Shades of Grey, but now I'm fully assured that you did not. Uh, If you had actually read Fifty Shades of Grey, like a normal person, you would understand exactly what I was talking about. I stopped at page two because I kept orgasming before Bye bye page three. Like I would Look, open the book. Get, I would read. I would read page one and two, and I would cream my pants in the middle of the park. Like I'm talking. Like I'm on the train. I'm in the park. I'm at work at my desk, and I open the book, and boom! It looks like I pissed myself, but it's all come. And so I have to go home and wipe it all down, and I, I, I forget about the book. <laughs> it's a very. It was a very embarrassing experience. The multitude of times I tried. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't risk being rock hard in Starbucks that much of the time. Hear me out. You just have to be stronger. As in, like, you, you, wear you better are pants? Weak. No, you have to not, you know, you just have to beat it. <laughs> I'll get <laughs> like my baseball bat involved. Just beat it. Just beat it. So this, I uh, know you'll be defeated. So these fire bars also have a review by... Thejas Horias, I hope I said his name right, on April 29th, which she said, Your poems always have an edge to itself, which sometimes cuts deep. It's, it's a pretty good review, right? Was the first half of that review in all caps? It's all in all caps. Oh. She's into it. All right. They're, yeah, they are into it. So I'd, I'd say definitely, uh, Synthe, we agreed. Fire bars, fire, fire bars, keep doing it. Um, now we're going to move on to, uh, an author called Poetry and Stone. Um, I never usually, uh, mix poetry and stone together, but you know, that's what they're doing. Um, what's great is that, uh, in his bio, uh, they have, he has like, um, like little things that are like my AO3, my white blur, my main tumbler, and they're just empty. Like, I don't know if he just deleted them or if you forgot to put links to his actual things. So if you want to find them, you just got to go to Fiction Press on Poetry and Stone. But the first uh, first uh, poem we're going to listen to today, which isn't formatted much like a poem, but it's a poem, uh, is called My Dreams Are Fractured and My Bedsheets Smell Like You. Dude, I'm starting to see a trend between the fan fiction poetry it it seems to all kind of go straight up the alley of like i'm 16 and i just got out of a relationship or there's always like it's like young angst for relationships or love i'd say that's a definite high spot of poetry that's like a lot of slam poetry a lot of a lot just poetry in general seems to hit that that i think even back in the day that's where it hit hit hard i, I think there's probably something to that I mean, no harm, no foul. It's definitely been done, but it's it's starting to seem a little played out. Though so, we've only been I here mean, for forty minutes. What's up? 
And we've only been, it's played out, and we've only been here for 40 minutes. Yeah, I know. I don't know what, you like, once you get to Crimson Rivers of Blood, I don't know where you can go from there. I always liked Crimson because they say it in the WWE all the time. He's got a mask of Crimson. (laughs) It does have a very regal feel to it. Yeah, that's a a nice way to smay. He got hit in the head with a chair. Um... (laughs) So let's do this. My dreams are fractured and my bed sheets smell like you. This was in December. Uh, well, at the end, he has it di- uh, titled December 27, 2018, but it was published March 31st, 2019. The first time you fall asleep in my arms, I fall more in love with you than I thought possible. And while you drift, I drift a swirling nebula of stars and dust and gas and you shift ever so slightly. And I exhale hydrogen into the gaps of your spine. And you think you can stop now. You can sleep. You're safe here. <laughs> You're safe. And a star bursts in the per- a blue purple green of my chest cavity. I brush a kiss to the edge of your galaxy and somewhere in my soul. I recognize you. I ask why, and you whisper, Galileo, 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 and my name in your mouth almost sounds... (laughs) (laughs) When he's thinking of someone else. What the fuck is going on here? Uh, Excuse me, babe? (laughs) Who's Galileo? Also, just to be clear, the author's name is Brigand. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, His last name's Galileo, so I guess that's his name. That's weird. I asked, screams out someone's last name. I'm going to try that. Just and also, who says off. it three times in a row? Like, I wouldn't be like, if someone was like, I was like, hey, babe, what you think? And she was like, fancy, fancy, fancy. I'd be like, what the fuck's, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I ask why, and you whisper, Galileo, Galileo, Galileo. And my name in your mouth almost sounds like the Flixbark whisper of my lighter against a cigarette, which means nothing to you, but heady, smoky, calm before addiction to me. And I ask why, and you kiss the tip of my nose and you don't have the words to say you named yourself for an astronomer and a dreamer and not quite philosopher to remind yourself there are beautiful things and shining things and hopeful things and that is all I need to know about you all four of us have breakdowns the day we pile into his car and drive and we expected but the alcohol anxiety panic sickness is too much for one Lexus and one by one we drop off until he is home and you are shaking and I am slipping and he pulls over and I sprint up the side of the highway in two big boots and the wind burns my eyes like starfire and the only thing that matters are the cold of my skin and your eyes in my mind and the ache in my neck as I chase head and heart and home. There are crows in my dreams watching me with knowing eyes and the cliffs that rise in the blue-brown-red sky are filled with their nests and their bones and the boy and the old man press a book in my hands and feathers and catch in my hair as I sprint barefoot down and up and away and towards I think of Odin and the wings that tear from my shoulder blades are inky black and shiny. My dreams are fractured and my bedsheets smell like you. December 27, 2018. Oof. Rough breakup. Right? So that definitely... Felt like someone who was having a panic attack. <laughs> I mean, from how he made it sound, it was like one of like I guess she slept over and he fell in love at that point. Which there's your problem, man. That's a rookie. Oh, mistake. they had go. they had a, an alcoholic one night stand because he has the it's it's hard to say because he has random words that uh, are put together like there's no spaces between them. So alcohol, anxiety, panic, sickness is all one word. Same with head smoky calm before addiction. <laughs> so, um, whoa. Also, there's no periods, so that's why the pauses you heard were line breaks. It's kind of hard huh. to explain. It's one of those. Is it avant garde or is it just silly? So I read it. Um, 
as if there were no were not supposed to be periods or pauses. So that's why I was going so fast. But uh, I'm just assuming because there's no line breaks. The only line breaks are between these really long, really long run on sentences, and there's no period. So I'm assuming it's supposed to be really rushed and kind of like nerve wracking. Yeah, I did like that you gained momentum as you read. Sort of like a quicker and louder, which honestly kind of seemed to work with the poem. I think I think that's what they were going for. Overall, I I kind of like this one. I mean, it's really weird, um, but I do kind of. It's kind of funny, but I kind of like it. You know, it's definitely got like it's good. At, it actually was able to draw an emotion out of me, like an anxiety feeling that other poems have not been able to do so far tonight. So, yeah, and I, th- I think it made a solid point for once. Like it definitely had the. I'm 16 and I'm sad and edgy kind of feel at first, but it seemed like some actual work went into this one. Yeah. Like I'll agree with that. Uh, proper Jim, what do you think about this one? Fucking really high pace and really strung out. Like I felt like I was on speed with him. Nice. So I also, this is just something I want to put, uh, up front here. I do like the title and it's because it reminded me of, there's this. I think I brought it up last time we did poetry, but there's this poetry book I really like called um, "Getting a Little Drunk and Then Playing the Piano Like a Percussion Instruments Till My Fingers Bled a Little Bit." And I really like that title. And so I like poems with these weird long titles that don't, you know. But that's a plus for me. I'd give it three and a half Emily Dickinsons, or no, actually, I give it three and a half Bukowskis. Any other thoughts before we move on to our last poem of the night? Oh, dang, we're going fast. No, not really. That was a solid, it's top three for sure. Possibly the best one that we've read. Okay. So the next one we re- we're reading, the last poem of the night is, uh, or of the episode. Yeah, you can listen to podcasts at any time of day. Uh, from what I've heard, I know that in my household, if I listen to one any time other than the night, my roommates do have whips and chains, and uh, they just interrupt it. I like, you know, all, all those freaky things, all types of freaky things, you know, um, things that you excite Rihanna. Yeah, she does. I do, and she is just she. the The thing is, she doesn't like me, except for when I listen to podcasts during the day, and then she's like, "Oh hell no, I gotta show you something." And then you know, she gets all those freaky things, and they excite her, and it's really just it's quite it's quite the time. I'll go out on a limb and say Rihanna seems like a cool person, but a terrible roommate. <laughs> uh, that's just a gut feeling, but I, something in the universe tells me I'm correct. She just bites into the block of cheese and leave it back in the fridge. You know, that's kind of ironic that you say that because if I think of Rihanna, I think great roommate, terrible human being. How? Well, I think that, you know, she would entertain me for hours on end. She's your roommate. <laughs> not, not thinking. I, I don't. Yeah, weird re- reasons to have roommates. <laughs> I mean, I hope she isn't as agreeable anymore. Gosh. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. That was that. Oof. We're really testing the boundaries. Am of I wrong? If editor, if editor Fancy Octopus is going to feel good about that statement. <laughs> Y'all are bitches. <laughs> uh, 
Womanhood. So okay, yeah. So we're going to read a womanhood. We are, we actually are speaking of womanhood because speaking of that, we're going to read a spiritual poem. <laughs> nice. By Poetry in Stone. And it's called Womanhood is More Than Holy. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that title is uh, Red Flags. <laughs> red Flags in my book. Do you guys get any red flags from that? Or any flag? Maybe it's blue flag, green flag, yellow flag, white flag. I don't even know what to say about that is is more than holy. I don't know where it could go. Okay. It puts up like a, a yellow flag for caution. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to proceed from this title. <laughs> a yield sign. Yes. Very carefully. Yeah. Oh, well, Sally, we don't do things carefully here on Barry Jim's. We dive in DeFranco spanking style. And um, let's just jump into it. Um, let's do this. <laughs> I'll make sure that your boo is heard loud and clear. Holiness drips from your mouth like, okay, I don't, I, poem, okay, I'm gonna, before I get into this, poem people. You're supposed to write a poem as if it were to be read to some degree, unless you go real weird with it, and that's fine. But, I mean, this one's supposed to be read. It's sometimes ambiguous how the pausing works if you put a line break in the middle of a phrase. So, think about it. Holiness drips from your from your mouth like ichor, where your wisdom teeth crack and break under the strain of stammered prayers and gasped pleas and... Fractured promises, and when you spit out tooth and bone and blood to rise from the dust and lift, your eye blind to the sky. Your halo shatters into something twisted and beautiful. Non-believer, run from the house of the Lord. Non-believer, hide from the wrath of the Lord. Non-believer, flinch from the strength of the Lord. Non-believer, why have you come here? Non-believer, what has brought your hands together? Non-believer, sink not to your knees, for they are scraped and bloody, and absolution can be found in the ground beneath your feet. The devil stands behind you, and the Lord looms above you, and he grasps for a ring of light and gold and glass filament only to have his hands come back ashen and bleeding from the same broken shards that have pierced your skull. And the devil laughs because your hair is matted and your lips are chapped and your eyes can see. Non-believer, list your sins. Non-believer, carry your cross. Non-believer, light your pyre. Non-believer, why have you come here? Non-believer, what has brought your teeth together? What has pulled your lips back? What has broken your halo? Non-believer, repeat not the words of the Lord or the prayers of the Son, for he has no need for false fealty for the truth of the fall. You are fire and earth. You are water and air. You are blood and bone and heartstrings that pull and break and mend, and you have made a scythe of the chain that bound you. A man died for you, and he was a man. A man killed for you, and he was a man. A man broke you, and he was a man. A man created you, and he was a man. Non-believer, face the Lord. Non-believer, spit at the Lord. Non-believer, raise your chin to the Lord. Non-believer, why have you come here? Non-believer, what has brought yourself together? Non-believer, turn not away, for your halo shadow, not of his volition, and the broken curve that circles your head matches that in your hand, that of being behind you. 
Life seeps from your heart and your breast and your center, and he who calls himself creator is not, will never be. The hand that grips yours is small and calloused and strong, and the blood that paints your thighs strikes fear into man. A high voice gives you a name, gives you power, gives you strength, and your face the Lord, and pain and truth and life drip to the ground, for the devil protects his sisters. Womanhood is more than holy. October 18, I got to agree with that review, Proper Jane. That, that's pretty spot on. Sorry, I, don't, I don't speak French. It's Latin, you uncultured swine. Yeah, no shit, it's Latin. <laughs> <laughs> I got you that far. I mean, like, uh, it's frustrating. Just because this entire, like, I feel like all of these, especially this person, I don't really know, could go both ways, but like, it's like they have writing talent, but it's it's just kind of misconstrued. I don't think it makes very worthy poetry, but it's not bad writing. So did you guys expect it that the devil was going to be that the, the the devilhood the womenhood is devilry? Yes. <laughs> I just already knew that. Oh, okay, good. So, yeah, that was that was a preconception that I came into this with. <laughs> good. So we're just all in. Even though I got to say this makes it seem like the devil's pretty badass. He's he's telling uh, he, they're they're telling God to go fuck himself. They're 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 looking at the sky. They're bleeding. Um I got. I, I think I might join this the sisterhood of the devil after this. I mean, this seems pretty dope. I mean, I think it's fair to say, like, obviously, you probably shouldn't, you know, join his following. But the devil has to be a cool dude, right? Like, he convinces like everyone of ridiculous shit all the time. Yeah, right. And he does all of the vices. So, like, he seems like the biggest party bro of all time. And he's also he doesn't seem to be. He seems like a good loser because remember he went down to Georgia. And you know, he left. Um, he, you know, he went down to Georgia and he competed fairly. He competed fairly and didn't take that guy's soul and gave him a foot of gold. Yeah, which isn't too bad. So he follows through on his promises. Actually, this devil guy sounds like he knows the right stuff. He does. Hey, uh, Satan! Oh, only Satan was in the Harry Potter world, and then he could have joined the Lumpus Brothers. I mean, Lord Voldemort is basically Satan. Like, are we not? Well, he's not as sexy as Satan. I don't know, man. I'm into nose slits. Are you into nose slits? Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you guys say that you're non-believers in the in the context of this poem? Loaded, loaded uh, question. I do like Smash Mouth's song, I'm a Believer. So, I think I am a believer. Well, then, I don't think this poem really applies to you. I mean, I feel like you might be, what's it called? Saved? I was going to say uh, uh, a snitch. Oh. You know, because you got you to gotta go to the devil, and you got to get your scythe, and you got to get your heartstrings, and you got to break them all up, and then you got to, you know, you got to give yourself to the devil. Like my achy, breaky heartbreak? I would say so, yeah. That sounds about right. Like your achy, breaky heart, which uh, 
I believe Charlie Daniels sang about. Charlie Daniels is a guy. That is true. So, okay, which poem did you guys like the most today? The really convoluted named one, the two back, the one about the, the something about sheets. Oh, uh, my dreams are fractured. My bed sheets smell like you. Yeah, there you go. Because I didn't even realize it. And it's very hard to keep up with like all of the parts, like when it's read to you like that. But once you explained like, because I didn't actually catch on to it being a uh, drunk hookup. But like I said, it was hard to like follow. But it had an actual second layer that I don't think was readily apparent. And a lot of these fall to being either completely nonsense or incredibly one dimensional. So I think it, it did a lot of lot more of what poetry's supposed to be, at least for my mind. Well, I'm on the complete opposite side, and I appreciate the God one because I am not going to be punished for eternity while you heathens are. So there. I think those are both fair views, and I gotta agree with both of them. As diametrically opposed oh, as they are. <laughs> okay, no, I'm gonna go with Seth. <laughs> I like oh, that so, so bitch. <laughs> you make me Jews! <laughs> You're a choice. Hey, don't you ever, ever call me a choice again. Yeah, that's right, bitch. That's place. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, so that was poetry number number. Uh, what's a what's a number? What's a number? Um, six. No, that one's too high. Five. Mm, let's three point eight. Negative six. Oh, okay. Negative six is also good. Uh, but negative six. See, if we're in if we're in a ring of seven, the negative six is really one. So I think two should be good, or also known as negative five. In the ring of seven. That's for the that's for them uh, the math nerds out there, um, <laughs> because we have so many. Yeah, I can't tell if you're just speaking nonsense or if this has some actual backing. I mean, it's a legit. It's a legit thing. <laughs> you're just... legit. Aw, shut the fuck up, God! I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you so another question I would have is um, so you have your favorite poems, uh, "Woman Who Is More Than Holy" and "My Dreams Are Fractured." And my bed sheets smell like you, which I, I got to say, a side note, they're both from Poetry in Stone. So I guess we're saying Poetry in Stone, best uh, poem, poet, poeter, poet, poet person of the day. And synth poet. Yeah. poet and Synthe is the best. Uh, he's got fire bars. So those are our two rewards. Synthe, fire bars, Poetry in Stone, best poet, Ross Wolf. probably should write for Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but like, you know, because it just matches. And um, black t-shirt fan got some options on their cell phone, so go get it. Um, other than that, though, would you do this for the the, the real purpose of poetry? In that you take a, a person you want out on a date, and you put them in a gondola, and you read this to them to woo them. Would do you think any of these poems would help you woo somebody uh, in a gondola of George? Ganda 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 gondola pa ganda 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 gondola If I had to do it as a bet I feel like with enough research and spin doctoring I could probably make it work but it's not going to be easy Which uh, which poem would you choose Definitely some of those sick bars 
the sick bars could work. This is the only one that would even be like slightly applicable. I could just say it was like from my heart upbringing in the streets or something. <laughs> just make and, some shit up. Can't, yeah, no. Oh, whoa, God, yeah. can't relate. My heart upbringing. I mean, that is how, you know, I mean, we all have had hard upbringings here in the streets of Kansas, Minnesota. And it's a rough place. It's a rough place. They don't even put it on maps. They don't even let us do bars. Xanax or wraps. Either or. They don't let us do either. Well, on that sad note, <laughs> uh, we're just about out of time. This was a weird episode of Perry Gems. I'll give it that. What happens when there's not four of us? When there's three of us, chaos just reigns supreme. It just reigns supreme. And you know what? Maybe that's maybe that's this is this is the new thing. We do maybe I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but um yeah, any last thoughts for you before we do out here? Any any p- p- plugs of sort? Mm-hmm. Titty fuck. I'll be at home all week. Uh What's that address? You want to try and figure out? What? One, two, three, four, go fuck yourself, Avenue. You're going to be In home? Kentucky, Minnesota. I thought we were going to play boxing, kickboxing on the street with our with our oh, scooters. right. Prior obligations, guys. Don't try and stalk me. Okay. Yeah. So we, we can't go to your house to meet up with you, but we will, we'll, we'll look for you on the streets, uh, kickboxing. Um, any plugs for uh, Proper Gent? At all you 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 got any projects coming up uh i have a butt plug nice mm-hmm. nice okay i got a few plugs uh first off you got our patreon uh uh you can uh, go to our website barrygems.barrygems.podbean.com and you can find a link to our patreon don't try searching for it on patreon because it's adult content and they don't because i'm just jacking off all the time on it but they they don't let um, they don't they don't let people search for that on Patreon. So you either have to search Barry James Patreon on Google or like go to our website, you know, figure it out. If you're a true fan, you'll get there. And when you get there, you pay a dollar. And if you pay a dollar, you get access to our author profiles, like on Wasting. And you also get access to our Discord where you can yell insults at us and make us feel bad. That's a thing you can do. You have the power to do that. And then you can also if you pay me $200 and the price of a plane ticket, I'll come to your house and I will bury some gins in your backyard and it'll be fun. So that's the Patreon. Uh, and then also I have, we have a, an addition in the Buried Gems podcast network, I guess is what you would call it. Um, it's called First Impressions Music. It should be out by the time of this release. Uh, you can find it on Spotify and iTunes most likely. Uh, but it's essentially me, uh, Jacob, who's been on uh, this program before, and uh, another guy named uh, by the name of Toxic Gold, who will be on an upcoming episode of Barry Gems very soon. Uh, but we take a look at albums and uh, fresh albums, fresh new albums that aren't they don't have as much. You know, we're, we're looking at like smaller albums, not as much press about them at least in the mainstream. And so we're going to look at like, some more fresher, smaller albums, new albums, give our first impressions. Hopefully it's a way that you could, you know, find some new music, uh, find some things that maybe you wouldn't have found on your own and, you know, get to hear some impressions of it. So, you know, you can get to like, and maybe you'll learn a little bit because uh, we have some music vernacular that gets thrown left and right. Like, you know, we got notes and beats and bars and electronics and 
dance. You know, these are all terms that most people don't understand. I mean, I barely understand them, and I run a podcast about it. And so uh, if you want to learn, which is the way I learn, is by listening to the First Impressions Music Podcast. So feel free to go give that a listen. Uh, okay, I guess the, 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 the shameless uh, stuff is over. Anything else you guys want to say before we leave? Nips. We got nips. Seth, you you have a chance to beat nips. Uh, yeah, I will warn you that the judges are locked in. They're about to get locked in. Do it. Chips and dips. Okay, chips and dips. Chips, dips, and nips. Let me let me let me see. I'm flipping. I'm contacting the judges. Chips and nips won. It's a tie between the two, but ah, mainly bitch. for Seth. So I got to give it. Woo! I feel like there's some bias going on here. The bias is, you know, that I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Bye. Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at barrigedinpodcast at gmail.com. 